Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, yo, mug shot, gun shot, dope shot, jump shot. Take your pick, but you only get one shot. Lobs it onto the Kumbo, eight seconds. Backs his way up, five seconds. Onto the Kumbo's got to take a shot. Two seconds, step back, jumper. Got it! Giannis onto the Kumbo. That's a buzzer. <laughs> Bam! Woo! Is there any better place to hit a game winner than Madison Square Garden? You know, it feels great to hit a game winner share, but I want to hit a game winner in Milwaukee back home. If I have given it all I got, I cannot regret it. My final destination different from where I was headed. Because I'm a shoot for the stars to get it. One shot, throwing away my shot. They know I'm not throwing away my shot. Because I'm feeling like my country, young, strappy, and hungry. And I'm not throwing away my shot. I said I'm not throwing away my shot. No, I'm not throwing away my shot. Yo, I'm feeling like my country, young, strappy, and hungry. I'm not throwing away my shot. When opportunity knock, you don't send anyone to get it. Answer the door, welcome and let it in or regret Brogdon it. Brogdon looking, looking, still looking. Lobs it into Giannis. Giannis working on Thomas. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot up. God for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it at the Garden. 105-104. Giannis hits the fadeaway, top of the key, nothing but the bottom of the net at the buzzer, and the Bucks win it, and Giannis finishes with 27 on the biggest stage you can have in the NBA. Giannis hits the game winner at the buzzer, and the Bucks come from 16 down to win 105 to 104. My goodness, what a game by Giannis. He's not only an all-star, folks. He is a starter, in my opinion, in New Orleans this year. Rise up when you're living on your knees. You rise up to your brothers that we got to rise up. Tell your sisters that she got to rise up. Come on, when the folks like me and you going to rise up. Every city, every hood, you need to rise up. Of the brothers, what's good, you need to rise up. We ain't got no choice, you need to rise up. Travels and journeys through life, I've been searching and been learning to be the type of person to display. I determine, I get when I'm certain. Sometimes I feel a fire that's burning. On the biggest stage you can have in the NBA, Giannis hits the game winner at the buzzer, and the Bucks come from 16 down to win 105 to 104. My goodness, what a game by Giannis! He's not only an all-star, folks; he is a starter, in my opinion, in New Orleans this year. I'm 
I want to have some sort of creative intro here, Frank, but this is this is locked on bucks. I I think I'm covered in sweat, uh, maybe some tears. Uh, trying to figure out what else I have going. Maybe some drool because I couldn't handle it for a little bit. Like I couldn't comprehend what just happened. But uh, this is locked on bucks. I'm Eric Name. And the, Frank Madden is who you hear laughing. Uh, Frank, uh, ha, have you survived tonight? Are you doing okay? Are you still breathing? Um, well, uh, I'm in a hotel in Dallas right now, and uh, I had the fortune of – I was actually I, – I was annoyed because I was watching on League Pass and on my phone and then on my computer, and it was like cutting out. It was like scrambled. Mm-hmm. I was complaining on Twitter about it, um, and then eventually kind of came around, and then NBA TV, which thankfully the Sheraton in Dallas carries, <laughs> uh, cut away. They were cutting away to the game kind of regularly, and then they cut away for the last you know kind of minute or two. And um, so I got to watch it live with the Knicks feed, and then the uh, League Pass feed was running about a minute behind on my computer. So then I got to enjoy Gus Johnson's feed and Marcus Johnson's feed um, uh, uh, again about a minute later, and I. Nobody came to my door after I screamed with joy <laughs> after the shot went in, so I guess I didn't I didn't uh, bother the uh, the rest of the the people on my floor here at the hotel. So um, so yeah, I mean <laughs> we we've had uh, you know he's Giannis has had a couple of chances over the last year or so to to hit shots at the end of games. Um, I want to say he's missed maybe a couple. I think they were both. Um, I want to say they were both with with tie games. Um, and we've seen, obviously, Jabari get the call late in games. We have not seen them hit a buzzer beater. Obviously, we saw John Henson hit the buzzer beater <laughs> tip-in yep. uh, against the Nets, which was more of a sigh of relief thing. I think that was I think that was a tie game at the time. Um, but to see, uh, you know, to see the Bucks come out and, you know, first off, let's say, play very poorly, especially in that awful. third quarter. I mean, uh, they won the game and they played awful. Yeah, I mean, th- that <laughs> the fact that they won it in such dramatic fashion with Giannis having just a monster fourth quarter and, you know, carrying them to the win there with that that huge shot on, you know, uh, at the Mecca, you know, in the biggest possible stage and regular season-wise um, in the NBA, um, you know, that, that certainly put an incredible cap to a night that could have easily been <laughs> very, very forgettable. So, um, you know, obviously you're so excited for Giannis and, and the team. Um, but I think uh, I was really glad Giannis uh, shouted out the the bench and the unit of uh, uh, Brogdon, Terry, Toledovich, Jabari, and especially Greg Monroe, who who really got them back into the game at the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah, it, it's, it is funny how that's going to get hidden because they laid an absolute egg tonight. My God, it, it was... It was really bad that <laughs> there's really no way around it for the Knicks not to have Chris Stapps and for them to be leading. Let's see. It was the entire third quarter, I believe. I think the Bucks' last lead was 52-50. to 50. Um, So the only time they lead in the second half is on that game winner. Yep. And they just played awful. And <clears throat> and like you said, that bench unit comes in and saves the day. Uh 14 to 2 run to start the fourth quarter. Uh that unit like you said, Toledovich, Monroe, Parker, Terry Brogdon. Uh first 5 minutes of the fourth quarter, they're plus 11 in that stretch. And you you commented on Twitter where sometimes when the bench unit gets going, well, then the bench unit stays in for 
six minutes, eight minutes, <laughs> ten minutes, uh, and that didn't happen. Uh, Kid was quick to to get Giannis back in there for Tladovic, uh, but the rest of the unit stays in there. And uh, again, credit to them, plus four uh, in those final seven minutes and a 12-4 run to end the game, so struggled a little bit there, but then made the plays that they needed too late. And I, I guess I, I want to talk about the bench more, but it, Giannis hitting a game winner is just a moment, period. Then... You make it a buzzer beater. That's an even bigger moment. Then you make it a step back fadeaway, even bigger. Like it wasn't just like a layup. He didn't get to the rim. He didn't. That was, dunk that was it. a superstar shot. Like, that was a superstar. That was shot. a superstar shot. And then on top of all of that, he does it at Madison Square Garden. I, I mean, the I don't know how a regular season moment can get bigger or be more significant for a young player. Yeah, I mean, you know, and whatever, we can we can nitpick, we can say, "Oh, uh, you know, fade away from the three-point line at Oracle <laughs> over Kevin Durant, you know, whatever." Okay, fine. But um in the in practicality, I mean, what a what a phenomenal way for Giannis to to punctuate and I don't even want to say punctuate because that implies that like, you know, there's a letdown after this. I mean, you know, the streak he's had with scoring and, you know, the hype that's been coming been building for weeks and he's just been playing better and better over that span. He has not, you know, had a letdown. I mean, at some point, you know, uh, and I'm going to try to reverse jinx it here, but, you know, at some point he's going to have a game where he scores, you know, 14 points on 5 out of 17 shooting or something like that. But he's not coming anywhere close to that 13 right straight now. games and, with 20-plus for Giannis. Yeah. 13 straight just, games. And I think he had um, – I think the streak is – I think I think it might be even. I think I thought I saw some, um, and it might have been all the Bucks on Twitter tweeted something that you know he's he's also at a streak of like the same number at like twenty two plus or something like that, and that's you know the longest by a buck since like Kareem or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, forty years ago. So um, yeah, I mean the fact that he's become such a consistent, efficient scorer while he does all these other things um, is just you know. Uh, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, he's a superstar. Like we're, I mean, we, you know, we're, it feels like every week we kind of upgrade his his status <laughs> in the league, um, and and where he is, you know, it's going For, from yeah. future yeah. future this, future that to right now, right now he's, you know, he is in that elite class of players, and you know, you talk about what he means to his team and and what he's doing, helping a team win basketball games that otherwise would not win that many basketball games. Um, you know, again, I'm I'm not expecting him to be, uh, you know, uh, win an MVP this year because they're not going to win that many games. But um, you know, if you take that term literally, most valuable player, you know, and apply it to to a team, um, it's it's hard to say that you know he's <laughs> he's less valuable to his team than you know Harden or or Westbrook or or Durant or, or whatever you know I mean um, I'm not going to be grudged especially Harden and Westbrook anything um, but uh, but Giannis certainly is is just something special and you had to be just really happy for um, for him making um, for having one of these moments right because he hasn't had a moment like that and to do it on the big stage also I thought an A plus celebration just backpedaling hundred percent agree smiling you know not like jumping up and Kobe he, he knows he's the man he knows he's the man like, yeah he, he didn't need to try to punctuate it or anything just like i got this i'm the man um and and really it was it was a moment to cap a a a whole bevy of other moments like he he has the space jam dunk which makes 
no sense at all. <laughs> which, which, will, which is going to get completely lost. No in... sense, Frank. He dunked it from the free throw line in yeah, a game yeah. with a defender. I, I want to. I, I would love to know. I would love to see. I mean, I don't know how you figure this out, right? I'm, I'm sure you could probably Sport View could probably figure this out over the last, you know, however many years we've had Sport View. But the furthest out that somebody's dunked in a in a in a live game. Um, I bet I mean, it was, was two ba- times. Was ba- it was two times whatever anyone else has had. Yeah. That's I mean, an exaggeration. But good yeah. God. Yeah, I mean, if if anybody did not see it, you know, maybe you didn't see the game and you only saw the the highlight uh, at the end. Um, Go go find it. Go check our Twitter feeds. We've got um, vines of it buried somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he drives down kind of a little bit from the left side, and um, I mean, literally, basically, just a step in a step inside the free throw line at an angle from the elbow, uh, like it was from, from the elbow, from the elbow, not straight on. Yeah, and there was the a defender back there. <laughs> yeah, on. I mean, and the way he dunked it, I mean, it was like a long jump dunk. Like it, it looked like he might have like. It was kind. Of, I wanted to see the replay because I was like, "Did his feet come down before, he, like, as he was dunking it?" Because he was at complete full extension, and obviously, with Giannis's length, um, you know, he he was not that high off the ground, <laughs> off the ground yeah. at the end of it. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Okay. It's kind of so, one of things so, like you kind of wonder would he have would he have taken off from the same spot? Like, what what did he really want to take off from that far away? Um, you know, normally he'll kind of. When he when he's taking off from so far away, he'll you know go into it like a little layup kind of scoop shot. Um, but he just went for it, and I mean, have mercy. Also, that's an all time business decision. Hashtag business by decision Carmelo. by Carmelo Anthony. He wanted no part of that. He's like, ah, you know what? I think I'm okay. Uh, so so that's a moment uh, to continue on moments. You have him shortly after that dunk. I believe it was the possession after it could have been two possessions after defensively come for a block out of i don't know where i I, i'm literally not sure where he came came from on that block but he somehow gets to the left baseline and blocks one and tips it to himself and controls it uh and that obviously is a big play the bucks end that game 12 to 4 so they needed all of those defensive stops he gets that one all right so now the Bucks get the stops that they need, but continue to fail to get the defense uh, defensive rebound that they need. Uh, Jabari Parker has one go through his hands. Oh there's, my there's God, a... Jabari! How can how can Jabari Parker have like such good hands offensively? And, yeah, and just bungle that ball away. It doesn't that make was any just sense. Like, I mean, it was like, dude, Jabari, are you, do you? Have- are you shaving points? Do you have money on this game? What's what's going on? Yeah. That was just so bad. So that happens, I think, with like 9.4. So Jabari has that one go through his hands. I think there was two more offensive rebounds they gave up in the final two minutes where they were scrambling and just didn't get the, the hands they needed on the ball. And so you get down there, 9.4 left. Bucks pretty much have to foul. Uh, but instead, Giannis uses his monster mitts and slaps down on the ball on Derrick Rose probably a foul uh but no call late in the game bounces off of Rose gets the Bucks the ball back like that play on its own is incredible that you can get a steal in that situation and there's literally maybe only one other person in the league that can do that maybe Kawhi does that but beyond that Giannis is the only player in the league making that play on Derrick Rose to force that turnover so Okay, so moment, 
Moment one is Space Jam Dunk. Moment two is that insane block out of nowhere. Moment three is the strip down rose. And then moment four, the the to put a cherry on top of this whole thing, he hits that game winner. It, it's 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 just unimaginable how much he affects a basketball game. And I, I don't mean to turn this into a thirty minute conversation about how great Giannis is. Though it why would not? Be, it would be we, warranted. It people, would be totally people, warranted. People that's basically why people download this podcast, right? I, mean. <laughs> I think so. Um, I think we'd like to go maybe a level higher and try to discuss some of the other parts of the game. But good God, man, it, it just doesn't – it does not compute. I, I, it's it's unbelievable. Couple couple things I want to note. Um, I mentioned on Twitter, uh, really important aspect of that final play. Greg Monroe comes out and was setting a screen to, to get Jet The play. Free. They were running the um, play. And – it was interesting because after that kind of doesn't, you know, after Giannis continues dribbling and the, the shot isn't there, um, you know, Joakim Noah starts wandering down from the top because, of course, he's not worried about Greg Monroe um, being a threat from out there. And just in the nick of time, Greg Monroe realizes that he needs to bust it down the lane in order to, you know, kind of drag through and get Noah to follow him to get him off of, you know, a potential double of Giannis. Mm-hmm. He does that, streaks in. You know, and obviously Giannis being a great passer, certainly if you don't cover Monroe, he could have dumped it off um, to a streaking Monroe. Noah has to follow Monroe back into the lane. That assures uh, Giannis that he's got a single team cover, you know, single coverage um, with Lance Thomas, and you know he uses that that one of those enormous steps to create space and um, hit a fadeaway. And you know, we we were joking uh, a little while ago about how you know fadeaway a fadeaway really shouldn't be in Giannis's bag of tricks at least regularly because yeah. he can just shoot over people. Um, but I think back to that podcast we had after the Raptors game in Toronto that they lost by you know a, a pretty significant margin, and mm-hmm. in that game you know it wasn't really you know the Bucks were not you know I think they came back a little bit in the fourth quarter, but you know and then it got blown open, but. Giannis hit a bunch of jump shots in that game, and he hit a, a, at least two, maybe three, um, kind of step back fadeaway type shots. And yeah. after that, we talked about, you know, does this does this matter, right? Because I think at that point, you know, the Giannis jump shooting, you know, he he's been continuing a trend of of shooting more consistently since then. And we had a discussion about, does that matter, right? Does it matter yeah. that he hit some jump shots in a game that that they got you know effectively blown out in? And you know. The, the argument I made at the time was, yeah, it does matter because, okay, you know, again, mid-range jumpers, turnaround jumpers, those aren't efficient shots. You don't want him going to that well. Um, you know, I think of guys like Paul George who I think become overly reliant on difficult shots like that. Definitely. And, you know, you look at their field goal percentage, their true shooting percentage, I mean, it, it, they're not as efficient because of that. And I think what we've seen from Giannis is he's he started to take that shot i mean he hit one in wiggins face the other night a little step back you know um, again i hate calling these some of these dirk dirk step backs because mm-hmm. nobody's dirk but um but he's becoming more confident with shots like that with these turnarounds <laughs> um you know he missed one earlier um i think he may have hit one and then he missed one um kind of a, a mid-ranger i think there was a putback on one um in this game and we saw tonight, you know, we said, well, he needs that in his arsenal if you want him to be a late game guy. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of weeks after we, we have that conversation, here he is um, having taken some of these shots, having having made some of these shots lately. And, you know, we talked about 
previously, I think we talked about Jabari being the guy that we trusted to take kind of those little step back shots. Mm-hmm. And tonight they went to Giannis, and you know, again, that isn't a high percentage shot, right? I mean, he's going to hit that. I don't know, three times out of ten, maybe. I mean, it's not an easy shot, right? A step back mid range jump shot. That's not any an easy shot for anybody. But to to hit that shot, to be confident in it, um, to battle like that through, you know, um, some physical defense. Um, it's a superstar play, and and I think he, you know, every time we we heap praise on Giannis, and we won, you know, in the back of my mind, I kind of wonder, okay, you know, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna have a bad game at some point, right? Yeah. And the bad game is, oh, he only had twenty six and ten and five against the Thunder, and yeah, kind of like only ten out of nineteen, only a little bit over fifty. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. The games that we're saying now are like not great Giannis games um and and the it really speaks to the level of consistency he's bringing and um yeah I don't know do we do we have anything any any more praise we want to heap on Giannis because I know we've got other guys we can talk about um I mean honestly tonight might have been uh meh Giannis game like he had what 11 at the half he scores two points in the third quarter uh the Knicks are pretty much bottling him up and obviously that means a big fourth quarter for Giannis but uh, for the first three quarters, it was uh, it was a pretty meh performance. And, yeah. I and, don't think I think no free throws. I think through three quarters, and correct. you know yeah. that tells you they were defending him well, but also you know he wasn't he wasn't really kind of forcing in in maybe a good way. He wasn't really yeah. kind of putting the pressure that that we're used to seeing from him. Um, and and I guess uh, any other praise, I would say, uh, I am now aware that someone or maybe a, a team of players can audible out of the play. Um, that's exciting to me because uh, they, they were running the play uh, on that last play. It was going to be the post entry to Giannis, and then it was a screen for Terry to come back and Giannis to kick it out. It's a play they've always ran. They've ran a million times. Everyone in the league knows it's coming. And uh, like like you gave Monroe the credit for making that cut at the last second, but also Jet, who mid cut like he got to the middle of the floor and he's just like you know what not my night like i'm not gonna get there and he just kind of bumps out to half court and again gives Giannis some of that space so uh, effectively Giannis, jet and monroe all audible out of out of the play which is which is exciting um because i think everyone in milwaukee would like to see the play die um <laughs> and if Giannis is going to start making setback jumpers, then maybe uh, maybe the play can die. Uh, so that was exciting, awesome, amazing, incredible, wonderful, delightful. Any other adjective you want to throw in there? Yeah, it's crazy. Giannis is an MVP candidate. Um, we've been saying it for I, – like it, it is funny that you mentioned the progression we've gone through, where at the start of the year it was like, yeah, he's probably going to be an all-star, to okay, yeah, he should – he should probably be an all-star all-star starter. Okay, yeah, he's a top ten player. Uh, okay, yeah, he's a top five player. Like as, as the season <laughs> has gone on, we, we've gone through that progression, and uh, it's it's incredible. And every time I say it, I think I I always think to myself like, hmm, did I go too far there? Is saying Giannis is uh, an all-star is that going too far? No, it wasn't. Was it saying he should be a starter? No, top ten? No. Top five, yeah, that's that's where he should be, and and it feels right to say that. And uh, we're just in the middle of the coronation right now, um, as we watch Giannis do these things every night, and hitting a game winner at MSG is just a a larger part of this coronation tour. I, I guess it's a tour because it has to keep going. Uh, 
uh, craziness. Um, okay. So let's talk about some other things in this game. Uh, first and third quarter, not so great. Um, third quarter starters don't play well. First quarter, a little slow as, as they have been getting out to a slow start. And uh, again, Frank, we talk about it all the time. I have been championing, champion, championing the, the minutes that, Brog Rowe has together. Brogdon Monroe. <laughs> Brog Rowe. Uh, those two. Ma- two. Mogden, you didn't you like Brog Brog Rowe better. I like than Brog Rowe better. Yes. I I've Brog Rowe? <laughs> I've uh I've definitely gone through some uh some I, I guess I've put it out on Twitter and this is what actually there's a lot of other people that have other ideas. Uh like Bruce like B R O O S E for Brogdon and Moose. Um, that's one. Mooses as a combination of Humble Moses and Moose. <laughs> I was going to say, um, say Humble Moose, Humble Moose, but I guess somebody yep, already's on top yep. of that. So there's there's been a lot of ideas uh, in our crowdsourcing. Um, Brogros is my personal favorite. People are welcome <laughs> to have their own. Um, but that connection with those two guys. It, it just it just keeps getting better every single night you see those two make plays together and they're a huge part of the bucks point out this game and i guess i both of them are great but i want to single out greg monroe he plays the final 18 minutes uh i i mentioned when he came in in the third quarter and immediately i think had Let's see, he came in with 5.55 left, and 30 seconds later, he's got a bucket. And then 10 seconds later, he's got a steal. And then the next possession, or it was that give-and-go with Brogdon. And from that point, I was just like, okay, I guess Monroe's going to play the final 18 minutes tonight. Uh, I tweeted out, and yeah, that's exactly what he did, and he was great. And I guess, are we to the point where... Maybe Monroe's not the starter, and that's fine. Like if they want to keep using him in the bench role, that's fine. Keep maximizing Brogro minutes, where you put twenty minutes of those two together, and okay, maybe there's eight where it's just Monroe with maybe some of the other starters or something. But are we to a point where it's twenty-eight Monroe minutes every night, and then somehow figure out the other twenty? Is he thirty minutes a night? Is he 32 minutes a night? Is he Should he still be just 20 minutes a night? I feel like we're getting to a point where not playing him 28 minutes a night would be crazy. It's my thing with Monroe, I mean, first off, um, I mean, you've obviously championed the Brogro connection, and you made the case for, you know, even starting Delhi, um, uh, despite the fact that obviously Brogdon's outplayed him individually mm-hmm. this season um, because of that. And, I'm I'm kind of the the reverse a little bit because I I think Brogdon should start in large part because I just don't think Delhi is going to be good enough kind of as a crunch time guy. I don't think he can do enough in terms of attacking. I mean tonight Brogdon kind of just strolled past Derrick Rose a bunch of times and got you know it seemed like a bunch of layups on him and and that's just yeah. a, a dimension Delhi doesn't have. No. Um, and and obviously at this point you know Delhi's not you know Brogdon shooting threes better as well so that that hasn't really been a differentiator so um, but I think as far as starting I mean I think there's a correlation between Greg Monroe playing you know 20 minutes a game and being far more energized defensively and offensively in some ways but mostly defensively um, you know not that he can't do you, play do you 30 think minutes. so though because he's played like 28 31 I th- he played 31 tonight 34 the other night and 30 some and I don't. I don't necessarily think his defensive effort has been any less in these last three games. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think. I mean, I think just night to night, if you're playing 30 minutes every game, I just think for a guy like that, I mean, all I can do is look at his history. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Was was he ever playing this kind of defense? You know, when he was playing 28 to 32 minutes a game, which was basically every other season of his career. No, um, but does, I, I guess does he I deserve the, the chance pe- to try that? Well, I mean, I think if you can find way, I mean, the challenge. I think the problem is. Well, a couple of problems. First off, first problem is John Henson. Uh, I mean, even the game against OKC where he, I think he was six out of seven, hit a couple of big shots late. Um, he, it just seems like he's getting worked by every starting center that the Bucks come across, whether it's Robin Lopez, Stephen Adams, who's great, um, and tonight, I mean, Joakim Noah just, yeah, like, I mean, totally outplayed him. I thought. And that's bad because Joakim Noah is not outplaying much of anybody these days. Yeah. Um, and it's like every night we just look at the box score and when the Bucks play well, it seems like Henson's somehow a negative, you know, and it just seems like that's a recurring theme. Um, so I, I think offensively as well, I just think, you know, and, and this is partly a problem as well, I think maybe play calling, but, you know, the Bucks offense requires that you be somewhat competent as a big guy or, or let's just say this, being a big guy who can handle the ball and pass is a major plus in the Bucks offense because they do obviously run a lot of these sets, you know, these, these corner series sets, these sets mm-hmm. where the big guys touching the ball, um, out near the perimeter. And, and part of that is for spacing, right? Cause, um, the only way to kind of get the other big guy to come, the, the opposing big man to come out and he's not going to come out there if Henson's spotting up, but if Henson has the ball, you know, typically teams are going to, um, and, and you're running pick and roll then the big guy's going to come out and, and defend you a little bit. So it's, you know, that's why you see those dribble handoffs, things like that. It's, it's to kind of create some space, some space, even though you don't have true spacing from a shooter at, at center, obviously. So, um, but anyway, you know, Henson obviously just clearly, especially compared to Monroe, and, and few guys are as skilled as Monroe with the ball at that size. Um, I mean, Plumlee isn't either, right? But you know, to be honest, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just kind of done with Henson starting, and the, my, you know, and, and I, I'm sure many people will totally disagree with this because Plumlee obviously struggled a, a lot early in the season. But I mean, if Jason Kidd wants to do one of his random like bench a guy and play a guy who hasn't been playing things, which he's done in the past at times. I would have no problem whatsoever if he, you know, said, "Hey, you know what, John Henson, you haven't been great lately. We haven't been good with you on the court for long stretches. I'm going to randomly give Miles Plumley, you know, a start and play him, you know, 15 to 18 minutes tonight, and and maybe lean on Monroe to to play extended minutes as as we've seen a fair bit lately. So I think there are a couple of things. So I think, yeah, I mean, Henson is is just not getting it done in in large part. I think at center, he's. I mean, I think his lack of weight is being exposed a lot, which is kind of interesting because, I mean, you think of the NBA now being less about power centers, but it just feels like he's being it's exposed a fair bit. Frank. It's those high, high hips, Frank. It's those high hips. And it sucks, right? Because, I mean, I, I like John Henson. I think he's he's like uh, he seems like a really good guy. He seems to have good camaraderie with guys. You know, it, it seems like there's good vibes with him and, and the rest of the team, but I just don't think he's, you know, I just think he's not helping you. And, you know, we've talked about the starters not being as good um, as, as you'd expect maybe relative to the bench. And, and I think that's part of it. So, um, so getting back to Monroe though, um, you know, it's tough. I kind of struggle with Monroe late in games because on the one hand, I think his offensive abilities, when you talk about the Bucks struggles uh, in clutch situations, putting him on the court and, and having him be able to unlock defenses with his, um, 
scoring ability as well as his passing ability um that that could obviously be a big help um and the question is just you know do you give too up too much defensively and i think this year probably not um so i think monroe's made the case for for closing games and then you know it's kind of the same stories with brogdon can you know can you easily have a guy finishing if he's not starting and Mm -hmm. obviously that that requires a bit more creativity so um so i don't know but i think the other piece too why I'd, i'd prefer not to start monroe and a lot of it is just because I think there's only so much of the ball to go around. And I think, you know, there's just diminishing marginal returns to having, you know, another good offensive specialist on the court mm-hmm. um, with the starters, with Giannis, Jabari, and, and now we're putting Brogdon in there, who's also better than Delhi offensively. Um, but the other piece, too, is like, I just don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't get the sense that the Bucks view Monroe as like a long-term piece for them and this is another kind of debate what they're going to do i don't necessarily think they're going to trade him but i mean i don't think you know four years from now when the bucks are hopefully challenging for a conference title or a a championship i don't think greg monroe is going to be here and maybe he should maybe he should be resigned if they can but um but i think there's value in in seeing if you can kind of make the starters work with you know again more of that kind of role-playing rim roller type guy who's maybe a little more defensive um and and clearly Monroe is not like ideal for the scheme they run defensively, um, but you know he's uh, he's the Rasputin of this team. I guess he just won't go away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's and he's 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 earned more minutes. So um, so I think he earned he's he he's earned more minutes. Um, but you know, do you have to give him thirty minutes every night? You know, if it means playing him eighteen straight minutes, probably that's not a great idea. Um, <laughs> and if the Bucks, you know, if the Bucks fade late. I'm sure a lot of people will be talking about Monroe and Jason Terry playing too many minutes. That's something we've talked about, you know, mm-hmm. Terry getting these long runs and minutes. But, um, you know, those guys got it done early in the fourth, and, and obviously they, they were parts of the, the, the key team that, that got it done at the end. I, I guess, uh, I don't know. The the center position is is interesting to me because with, with the point guard position, it's been so... I guess it's probably because Brogdon's young and you can imagine Brogdon being a part of the future or whatever, but it's been so definitive that Brogdon should start, Delhi should go, and Henson has been contributing as little as Delhy. Um Or And if you want to say it's more or less, whatever. But it, there's similar... You can kind of see, like, okay, those are the weak points. And it's just been interesting to not see the same call for not necessarily Henson's head or Daly's head, but to see so few calls for like, okay, maybe Monroe should start. Like he's playing really good. Maybe he should start or, Hey, maybe Henson should just be the guy that gets the DNP and Plumley should come in. And I don't know. It was just interesting during the second quarter tonight when Plumley comes in, he's, I mean, I thought he looked energetic. Uh, he, he had a turnover. He missed two shots. Like I, I understand all those things occurred, but did he look all that different than the John Henson of the last couple of weeks to me? No, not really. And it, and I, and I understand that everything's changed now that he has this big contract, but you know what? John Henson has a big contract too. And it, it was just so the amount of dirt that people wanted to throw on Plumley to bury him when he came in for that four minute stretch, just like kind of blew my mind because people loved him post all-star break. Loved him. Absolutely adored everything about him. And again, he's not playing as well. I get it. But 
he, well, he, I mean, we we don't even know at this point, right? Because it's been a month since he even saw saw the court. Yeah, so, and like, you know, and and, he, and he's not. I mean, obviously, like him playing mop up duty in in some games is pretty irrelevant, right? Because he's a guy. Exactly. I think you know him him playing with with Bond Maker is going to tell us nothing about what 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 Plumley can do. Um, I, I mean, I think I think you know, and I come back to what you kind of. I mean, you joked about it before the seat. Well sort of joked about it um you talked about starting henson in order to kind of get his trade value up so you could move him and, and kind of clear up the log jam at center and you know i mean if i was going to pick a guy to trade who might actually be tradable i mean i would say henson mm-hmm. i would trade yeah. henson over over monroe probably even if monroe you know is is a threat to to leave this summer um just because i think you know henson henson at least is like you know he has a marketable skill as a shot blocker, and he's not that old. And I think his contract is more movable than Plumlee's, especially given you know right now Plumlee isn't playing. Yeah. Um, so that that would I mean in many ways that's kind of the biggest argument against starting Plumlee because if you bury Henson, then you know you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna be able to move Plumlee um, unless yeah. he plays crazy good. And I don't know. So it, it was just yeah, it was just jarring to me, like uh, how like those. And and I, and I know Twitter like I'm there for the jokes too like I get it like I like making jokes on Twitter but good God those three to four minutes that he played it was just everyone bearing Plumley and and I understand he missed the two shots and those would have been it would have been an assist for Giannis and an assist for Jabari I get it I get why you'd be mad but Henson's been blowing assists for Giannis and Jabari all year long so I don't know it it, it was just interesting to me that it, everything had turned so quickly. Because, I mean, I don't think that's really that long. The post-All-Star break, 28-game stretch, whatever it is, to the first 28 games of the season. In 60 games, people have gone from loving him, standing for him, suggesting, like, oh, this is the guy, like, you need him. And now it's like, eh, he's terrible. He should never play. And it was just like, dang, (laughs) it's cold. Uh, So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Um, Anything else you thought was interesting in this game, Frank? Well, I was just, I mean, to kind of close that out, I mean, the the irony is, I mean, we we obviously often bemoan the the length and size of of the Plumlee deal, um, which, again, I think we always want to point out. I mean, Plumlee as a player, I mean, we, we actually do think he's probably a better fit than 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 Henson yeah. and and maybe you know is is a better fit as a starter you know being that situational starter than um than Monroe um but it, yeah it, it's tough i i think you know just remember last year i mean where where was miles plumley for the first month and a half of the season or so he he basically was was where he was right now and you know, it took yeah. ironically that um, remember when the the handful of guys I think it was Moose, Middleton, and Plumley, and I think it was just those three. Maybe I don't know if anybody else was there when they got caught in L.A. at that you know strip club or whatever it well, was. Well, don't say was a caught. Video. Like they were just like. Well, no. I mean, they were just there. I mean, you know, like they they looked like the lamest strip club goers ever. <laughs> ever. Um, Chris like looked like just bored out of his mind. But um, but ironically, then Plumley started the very next game. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah, that was like yeah, the weird thing. Yeah. Like sort of this, like you know, it was a controversy by Milwaukee standards, right? Yeah, because um, people actually, you know, the TMZ exists in LA for to catch these <laughs> kind of things. But um, but Plumlee then starts the next game, ironically, and then he started to kind of be, you know, more regularly involved. And and Henson was hurt for a stretch, and um, you know, Monroe was kind of having that, you know, the the, the struggles, especially on defense. So, mm-hmm. um. So I don't know. I mean, I, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I'm I'm resigned to like, well, you're not going to trade Plumley um, with that contract. But by the same token, it's like, I mean, 
I don't think Miles Plumley is just never going to play again. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm sure at some point, quite possibly this season, we're going to see him. Right? If if there's any injury to Monroe or Henson, and Henson's obviously had his durability problems um, over over his career, um, you know, then Plumley will get his chance. And you know, we've seen um, many times guys guys just pop up and take advantage of their chance and and you just hope they do when when the when the time comes and you know jason kidd can say his next man up cliche <laughs> at uh at media availability so uh, yeah those guys just need to be true pros about it and they, yeah. they should be fine um okay by the way where, uh, did, you, did you i was kind of sh- shocked when i saw the final um fast break numbers tonight 27 to 4 in the bucks favor um that was uh that was big. I guess a lot of those Thank were run you, up. Thank you, third and fourth quarter. Thank yeah, you. a lot of a lot of those were run up um, by by that bench unit uh, in the fourth quarter, getting all those steals. Although, kind of you know, Jabari had kind of a weird game. So slow start, kind of never really got on track. Um, weirdest thing was him stealing the ball and kind of um, maybe like a, having a little bit of a step on Courtney Lee. I think it was, and he. Uh, took off from like too far out and, and he went he with had, the finger roll yeah it was weird. yeah and he got blocked i was, was just like weird. man what was that i mean that that's where jabari i mean in transition with a little guy on him that's where he just like uses that you know uses that ass to just clear him out and just yeah <laughs> no i was i was expecting like a spin move dunk not yeah. not whatever that was yeah yeah and then that that non-rebound was unfortunate but um Hey, I wanna, I, ironic, ironically, he was a plus six and Giannis was a minus eleven. So that just that just tells you how uh, how how you know how basically ineffective the Bucks were with Giannis on the court, especially for those first three quarters. So um, ho- hopefully, you know, the fact that they barely won is the nice, a nice, both awesome and also a nice wake up call for Friday's game, yeah. the rematch in Milwaukee, and hopefully the Bucks realize, hey. We actually have to try against these guys, and they're not just going to roll over and and let us stomp them. And certainly tonight, we you know we we asked asked Jared Dubin last night on the, on the the preview pod. Well, what do you think? Are the Knicks going to make some three pointers? And the Bucks gave up a lot of open looks, especially early. And it just seemed like every time they were trying to get in the game, especially in the third quarter, just the Knicks hit a three and thirteen out of twenty eight for the game. Um, not great. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I want to talk about Jabari a little bit tomorrow. Um, I, I think we'll plan on that. Uh, hopefully we were excited enough, uh, pumped up enough for, for this podcast. Uh, hopefully you and you enjoyed it. Um, as I was going to say as much as you enjoyed seeing Giannis hit that, but there's no way you could enjoy listening to us to, uh, blather on about a Bucks win as much as that shot. So that would just be a silly thing to say, but maybe you enjoyed the highlight package as much as the shot itself. And for that highlight package, we do need to thank the Bucks media partners, Gus Johnson and Marcus Johnson on the FS Wisconsin call, Telly Hughes on FS Wisconsin with the post-game interview with Giannis, and finally Ted Davis on the Bucks Radio Network. We just needed to credit all those guys for their work. We'll be back here tomorrow. We'll have another Knicks game to preview. Um, so that should be fun, but we'll, we should be talking about similar things. Um, I want to talk about Jabari Parker and Jabari Parker in the first quarter, specifically Frank. Um, you may have seen some of my tweets about it. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, for Frank Mann, I'm Eric Name. This has been Lockdown Bucks. And you know what? I think we're going to leave you with this highlight. Hey, yo, mug shot, gun shot, dope shot, jump shot. Take your pick, but you only get one shot. Lobs it onto the Goombo, eight seconds. Backs his way up, five seconds. Onto the Goombo's got to take a shot. 
Two seconds. Step back jumper. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got is there any better place to hit a game winner than Madison Square Garden? You know, it feels great to hit a game winner here, but I want to hit a game winner in Milwaukee back home. If I had given it all I got, I cannot regret it. My final destination different from where I was headed. Because I'm a shoot for the stars to get it. One shot, throwing away my shot. They don't want not throwing away my shot. Because I'm just like my country, young, strappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I said I'm not throwing away my shot. Brogdon looking, looking, still looking, lobs it into Giannis, Giannis working on Thomas, backs him down, Giannis into the lane, Giannis spinning, fading shot, up, good for Giannis at the buzzer, Bucks win it at the Garden, 105-104. Giannis hits the fadeaway, top of the key, nothing but the bottom of the net at the buzzer, and the Bucks win it, and Giannis finishes with 27 on the biggest stage you can have in the NBA, Giannis hits the game winner at the buzzer, and the Bucks come from 16 down to win 105 to 104, my goodness, what a game by Giannis. He's not only an all-star, folks. He is a starter, in my opinion, in New Orleans this year. Rise up when you're living on your knees. You rise up to your brothers that we got to rise up. To your sisters that she got to rise up. Come on, when the folks like me and you going to rise up. Every city, every hood, you need to rise up. Of the brothers, what's good, you need to rise up. You ain't got no choice, you need to rise up. Travels and journeys through life I've been searching and been learning to be the type of person to display I determine I get when I'm certain Sometimes I feel a fire On the biggest stage you can have in the NBA Giannis hits the game winner at the buzzer and the Bucks come from 16 down to win 105 to 104 My goodness what a game by Giannis He's not only an all-star folks he is a starter in my opinion in New Orleans this year Shot the grab the torch and properly hold it. I said I'm not throwing away my shot.